Hi everyone, welcome to the first episode of Sec Tools podcast from Infosec Campus. I'm very very excited to welcome our first guest Michael Bullen. Um uh, Michael, thanks uh, many many thanks for taking your time um and talk to us. You are one of my first guest um to think about when I was planning for a podcast series um, dedicated on security tools. So thanks for accepting that. Well, thank you. Um you must have answered for this question many times um but I still I would like to start this conversation by asking you um how was your journey to information security space Okay in my case it started from college um in the Netherlands we have different levels of education and I uh followed the more practical uh part in uh in IT itself um and Uh, actually we didn't get anything regarding security so we got a uh, database uh, related things um uh, uh the the office uh, suite like uh, microsoft word and excel uh, we got um uh networking we got all kind of aspects but we didn't get uh, any security uh but the thing is i always liked uh tinkering with uh systems and uh, in particular with um the time when uh, well the the microsoft microsoft dos uh, time that you had to run commands to learn how the system works and uh, really digging into things and that is uh, also what i found uh, interesting in uh, security and especially the the hacking tools of that time the the backdooring tools to the the back uh, orifice and sub7 and those kind of tools and uh, that um yeah that that's always piqued my interest in doing more with security but unfortunately well that was not part of uh, the education uh, i had so after finishing uh, my college i uh, went to work full time and actually one of the first things i started doing was uh uh setting up um mail services uh, dns uh and and related network services for that company which was an uh, an hosting and a software development company and one of the things i learned very quickly was if you don't do system hardening then someone else uh, will become uh, the owner of your systems so we got uh, uh windows nt4 systems at that time and they quickly became public ftp servers while they were not really our intended purpose so yeah that that way i started learning more about uh, security in particular and it didn't take long before i actually started also my first uh open source tool which is named uh, rootkit hunter or rk hunter uh because uh, i found it interesting to learn more about the system but also well how malware worked and digging into that so that's a uh, yeah a quick start into my uh, career uh, i guess <laughs> excellent excellent so so you pretty much started uh from the defense side uh and then then picked up like how how these bad guys are working and try to build a, a lot of toolkits or a lot of uh tool sets uh to defend 
um, against uh, hackers' attacks or rather the offensive attacks. Uh, that's pretty much interesting. I think a lot of people have other way of uh, 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 career path. Um, I've I've seen a lot of people start with uh, maybe a developer and then switch to uh, appsec or um, directly get into maybe uh, information security consultants and uh, later stages they started their uh, defensive side like hardening um, applications or working in product engineering and stuff like that that's pretty much mm-hmm. interesting yeah <laughs> yeah yeah in my case it was always the defensive uh, side i as i said i i was well active in the time of the the the, the back doors and the and the tooling available then yeah and i guess most of us uh, well did some peeking at uh, the, the 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 college uh, network or the university network um, i must say i kept it uh, i kept it fair i, I didn't uh, do crazy things but uh, <laughs> we were interested yeah we were interested and we were learning uh, how uh, the network was working so so yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah mainly i i, I did uh, after uh, going for a full-time uh, job, uh, it, it was mostly defensive work for me always. So that's the, the part I, well, I feel I can do the most uh, interesting things uh, and help uh, other people the most. Yeah, great. Um, so, so Rootkit Hunter was your first uh, open source project? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. right. Great. Yeah. And um, Linus, that, that's been a talk um, ever since I know uh, information security domain. Um, and how did all that started? Um, well, with Rootkit Hunter, it started simply with uh, being a thing of, uh, well, being part of my, my, my job. Uh, well, we had malware uh, on our systems and we faced some, some, some issues, like I said, with the FTP server uh, that, that well, showed up. Um, so, what we try to do is find useful tools uh, uh, to find malware and well we, we had a few but we found them disappointing so that's where I started saying to my colleague and I said well uh, I think it, there can be a better tool and he said yeah right well if you think that that can be then you should build it so I said well okay I, let's give it a try but I, although I always did do some development, I don't see myself as a, as a purely a developer. And then I, I don't even think I'm a good developer. So, um, so, so that might be interesting as well. Um, yeah, with uh, Rootkit Hunter, I learned a lot about uh, how to set up things like your development environment also dealing with uh, community questions with uh, setting up a website because I had one before but that was well not related to anything uh, regarding information security so then you set up a website but yeah if you do malware related things then you also know your website should be secured because it may attract all kind of people the good ones and the bad ones so yeah, I learned a lot from that uh, in that area as well. Um, another interesting part is that 
open source development takes a lot of time. So it, 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 building something is easy. And well, within a weekend, you can create something that might be even uh, useful for others. But what I also learned is uh, uh, maintaining it for a longer time is very difficult uh, because in the end, you have only limited time yourself. And uh, you might even get a lot more questions than you can handle, uh, especially if you're having a uh, full-time job as I had at that uh, time. So Rootkit Hunter, I developed for about three years before I, well, actually had to give it up. Um, I had other interests at that time. Uh, I had that full-time job. Um, I had other priorities. So I actually decided to, well, to give away the project and uh, let uh, others, uh, yeah, continue the development because, uh, yeah, it would have been a shame that, uh, well, if it uh, died on its own, like I've seen with many open source projects. Um, so yeah, the, I had uh, some years that I uh, did less development, but then. Uh, uh, not long after that, I well, I needed another tool to help me with my system administrator tasks, and especially related to the security uh, part, and that was the, the system hardening. And what I found was there are a lot of hardening, uh, well, guides, documents, uh, like the benchmarks, uh, but it's not easy to, to check things. So I needed a tool myself to, uh, to do a quick health scan of the system and know, okay, this system has been well hardened fairly well or needs some additional uh, uh, attention. And uh, with that, uh, yeah, uh, Linus uh, was uh, born. So I created that in 2007. Oh, okay. so, uh, oh. 11 years ago already, yeah. It's active since then. I'm very excited to uh, hear how uh, you you build it. Uh, and yeah, the, the whole journey of uh, developing such an amazing tool is, is quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so if we look at that part, um, well, the start is easy. You just uh, open up a text editor and uh, yeah, you create uh, the first lines of code. Uh, what I learned in the meantime was um, the code uh, itself is not the most important part. Obviously, you need something to have a product or a, a tool to be working in the first place. Uh, but it's also about the availability. So if you can get your tool into uh, the package managers and the repositories of the, the Linux distributions or even the BSDs, then that makes uh, it more discoverable for people and easier to well, to install, to update, etc. So that was uh, one of the parts I focused on early um, yeah, when doing uh, Linus development because I knew that was important uh, yeah, for the, the, the visibility of the project itself. Um, I updated my website, obviously, and created a new project uh, uh, page. That actually helped because at that time uh, everything was uh, hosted on uh, rootkit.nl, uh, the, the Dutch uh, domain extension. 
And because people already came there for uh, downloading uh, RK Hunter, um, they also di discovered uh, Linus uh, that way. So that was an, uh, a good, well, let's say a, a marketing uh, method to uh, get people introduced to multiple tools. Um, yeah, regarding the development itself, um, with the information I and the, the knowledge I have now, I would have gone earlier to GitHub, for example. Uh, the, the Linus is now on GitHub and that gave a lot of um, uh, new options, like uh, people can start the project if they like it, and that's a good uh, indicator for new people to discover the project. Um, then you have the option for uh, contributions in the way of pull requests. Normally, I already got them via email, but it's harder to yeah to merge them because you get patch patches and they are not always up to date with the latest code or they yeah you 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 cannot properly review them or so GitHub uh, helps with that as well. Uh, and that's, uh, yeah, I think one of the most important uh, parts um, with such development that uh, it's not just about creating the code itself, but it's also about the community around it and uh, uh, the way people can use the software. Uh, for example, um, most of the uh, open source uh, tools I've seen, and especially if they are newer projects, they are not uh, user-friendly. So they are actually hard to use. So the first time you start them, they they are missing some obvious flags like uh, how to query the version number or the help uh, in the first place. Uh, or if you run the command, it will well give you only errors instead of saying, well, this is how you can use the, the software. And uh, I learned that thing as well, that uh, it's about uh, making the software as easy to use as possible. So not just the software, also uh, the documentation around, uh, around the tool. Um, everything you can do to make it easier for people to use, the, well, the higher the chances that they will start using the tool, that they will keep using the tool and that they will recommend the tool to others. And that's, uh, yeah, I think uh, something interesting as well for people to, to learn if they uh, well build a tool or even if they have a tool already and that they think, hmm, maybe my tool can be improved on some of those uh, areas as well. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really correct. One thing that I learned from um, this discussion um, just quickly, um, was uh, it's not the code itself but it's actually the usability and the availability of the code um, uh, something that actually hesitated hesitated myself uh, for a long time uh, was to uh, publish my code online because i was a bit shy to uh, show off my code online because it was like a really really bad code but uh, the functionality wise uh, okay you can actually use it uh, but I was more concerned about not people using the uh, project, but rather than people see how badly I actually code it. So 
uh, that's a very good attitude. I think uh, um, that's a very good lesson for me as well. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. And I recognize what you're saying because um, more people will say, yeah, well, I created something, but it's not professional code. And but I don't, I don't think that's the point at all because most people don't even look into the the code itself, and those who do. Um, and if, especially if they are more uh, experienced, they might even give you some uh, some tips. And uh, what I learned from the Archeunter uh, project is after they took it over, uh, the, the small project team, they actually uh, had uh, one uh, guy working on it, which uh, was very proficient in uh, shell scripting. And he improved the code uh, a lot. And I actually learned a lot of lessons from that uh, by uh, looking at his code and then learning how he structured things and then applying those to, to Linus as well. So it, it might be actually a good thing that if your code is not perfect, so that you can learn uh, from your own projects by yeah the, the, the feedback of others. Yeah, yeah, correct. I think after the uh, the open code publishing um, um, technologies or websites that are available, um, it, it becomes more easy for community to actually look into other people's projects and contribute to them uh, and also publish their own projects and, and see the comments from other people um, or the suggestion from other people and, and keep improvising. That actually helped um, a lot of open source uh, tools around uh, informa not just information security but all over the technology line to improvise a much faster pace. Yeah, yeah, and I think especially the the, uh, the availability of, of uh, those tools and uh, the, the way people can work together, that it's uh, a very powerful instrument to uh, increasing um, not only the number of projects, but also the quality of projects. The, the more people that can chime in and well share their feedback, the more powerful powerful uh, things uh, will become. And yeah. I see that with the Linux project as well. Yeah. That, uh, um, and I'm not an, uh, a native English speaker, so uh, yeah, I, I know that there are some well uh, what we call Dinglish, Dutch English uh, <laughs> terms uh, in it. So it's, it's nice if people even take the time and say, hey, I found some grammar issues. Here's uh, some fix, uh, would you like that? And actually that's a very good improvement already because it makes uh, not just the code, but the, the, the output and the texts uh, within the tool uh, more professional so that uh, future users will actually, uh, yeah, have a better impression of the tool. Although, yeah, it might be just a, a line of text, but in the end, it's also an impression that you uh, leave behind. And that's, uh, yeah, it's also powerful. And with those public available tools, and like I said, uh, with GitHub, for example, that people can uh, pull regress, and it's very helpful, uh, I've experienced. And I'm glad that I took uh, took uh, on the, the action uh, after getting the advice from someone uh saying well you should uh, go to github and uh, he asked a few times uh, uh to get uh, on github and i finally said yeah 
I think you're right, and I wish I had done it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so Linus has been in development or in very active development for over 10 years now. Uh, what was the uh, most challenging experience? Um, was that the designing of the app uh, or the project or, or the development phase? What actually challenged you more uh, during these 10, 10 years of experience? Huh. That's a very good question, actually, <laughs> because I, if you would ask, well, what's the biggest challenge? I must say, I don't know, because um, there were some, like, how do you deal with code from others that uh, do not have the same syntax like your code has? Um, or what do you do with code that does work on uh, Bash, for example, uh, because uh, Linus is written in, uh, in Shell. But since it's Bash uh, code, uh, we cannot accept it within the project because we use uh, uh, born shell uh, code, so the, the more POSIX uh, compliant uh, version of it. So those little small things, that, uh, so people provide um, valuable feedback, but you cannot always use it directly or well, just by, by, by implementing it. It, it needs uh, redefining or rewriting or so, so that's a, but that's just a minor challenge. Um, I think another well, minor challenge and maybe for others, a bigger challenge is to, uh, uh, keep going uh, with the project because especially in the beginning, if you create a tool, people start using it. What you find then is that, um, yeah, well, just a few people use it or you even might get uh, harsh feedback so that, that you think, well, should I really continue or should I keep it for myself? And I must say, I never had that issue because um, I had my experience with, uh, with RK Hunter. And when we released uh, the project, the Linux project, yeah, well, people already know, knew a little bit, uh, or they knew my name, uh, some at least, and not everyone. Um, or they knew the quality of the RK Hunter project, so they said, okay, if, if this, this comes from the same author, then it should be fine, and they started using it. So, so that is, for me, it was always a good um, uh, motivator to keep, uh, yeah, keep working uh, on the tool. Um, and I must say, there was one moment in time uh, I was working as a consultant for an, um, uh, a Unix uh, uh, company and I was uh, working at a bigger company uh, where uh, I had to do uh, different kind of activities uh, around uh, uh, networking. But I was not responsible for the technical parts, but the, also the financial parts. So the contracts, the financials, that was a service manager uh, function. Um, and that was very demanding on my spare time as well, because it was a full-time job, but well, uh, due to um, having to deal with both Asia and uh, the USA, or at least colleagues uh, from uh, those uh, continents. 
it's, it's sometimes my days were longer than I hoped for. And that, yeah, in, in the longer term, I realized that your spare time is, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's eaten piece by piece. And the first uh, things you will, um, yeah, sacrifice is open source development, for example, because in the end you have to eat, you have to shower, you have to go to your friends or do nice things or take your rest or sleep. But doing open source development, well, yeah, that, that can wait. So in the beginning you think, ah, well, in the weekend I will do a little bit more, but yeah, then it's weekend and you have other things. So I learned that, yeah, the, 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 the open source development is one that can be sacrificed easily without even realizing it uh, that quickly. And that was for me also a uh, very good lesson to uh, to say, okay, well, what 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 is important in life? Is it uh, that uh, job that earns well but uh, eats up your spare time? And in the end, I had some some interesting conversations with some people about it, including uh, one of the directors of the firm I was working for, and I said to him as well, well. I want to work on Linus more again, and uh, yeah, that, that was also the time that uh, that I already made the decision to stop my consultancy work and to uh, well to start something fresh. So yeah, um, so that that's a great inspiration uh, to definitely a lot of community people here. You you started your own company after that. Yeah, that was exactly the moment that I started the company because I quit my job without any assurance of anything. Um, The only thing I knew was I wanted to work more on Linus again and I wanted to do something for myself. So while I already decided to quit and shared my, uh, my notice at the company, um... I had no company name, I had no particular vision in mind yet uh, what the company should become or what I wanted to do with it. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that was the moment that I well had more time to think about it and really think, okay, what can I do that I like to do that is uh, giving value to others? And also, uh, yeah, it gives you the opportunity to make a living from it or with it, uh, because it, 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 yeah, it's not just one or the other. And uh, yeah, that's when uh, the company Cisify was uh, founded, um, where I decided to um, to make an interesting uh, or do an interesting thing with uh, the open source software project itself. I wanted to make sure that uh, the quality of the tool became better, but at the same time, I wanted to offer uh, something to especially companies, uh, sort of an upgraded or an improved version of it, without sacrificing uh, yeah the the, the open source uh, projects. So that's when it came into my mind that. Um, that they can perfectly uh, be, uh, sit beside each other 
so I created a Linus Enterprise version, which means uh, a web interface with uh, additional uh, information regarding hardening, but also with uh, compliance uh, and policy uh, details in it, especially the things that most companies are searching for. Uh, and at the same time, uh, Linus itself, so the open source component, became the client within the total solution. So um, if you use the tool Linus, you can use it as a standalone tool. But if you upgrade and become a customer, then you still will use the same tool, but you get an additional one. You get uh, the web interface on top of it. And that way, uh, I could be sure that um, the development of uh, Linus itself uh, kept going on. And that's, uh, yeah, we, we actually got uh, company uh, resources to work more on it. Because initially I, I yeah, worked on it uh, in my spare time. But now having uh, an, an additional reason to work on it uh, helps uh, really uh, improving the tool a lot. Like uh, the things I mentioned before about uh, usability or improving the documentation, those kind of things, well, normally you, you do them uh, last. Um, and now I found it well, because it's getting into, it's not just a product in itself, it's also a solution for others and it's also uh, helping others to solve problems that it uh, yeah that, that the complete package needed to be good and uh, yeah I must say uh, the the combination is working fine so uh, the community loves it because they get an, uh, an up-to-date uh, tool uh, with regular updates and uh, continuous uh, improvements and companies get well the chance to upgrade to the enterprise version and get uh, yeah those typical things that you would not you uh, not need as an individual user like uh, PCI DSS uh, compliance that's something uh, useful for payment uh, uh, companies that do payments well that's not something you usually do uh, uh, as an individual yeah so yeah that's a nice add-on for those uh, type of users well uh, yeah everyone benefits from uh, the, the ongoing development on the 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 Linus tool. So, so in the pro version and the standalone versions, um, there is uh, the the core engine remains exactly same. The updates remains exactly same for both, except the fact that um, the pro version will have an additional uh, dashboard for uh, more visibility for managerial uh, roles. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I see, yeah. I see. So it's the same code, um, but because it's are two separate products, mm -hmm. um, they they use uh, well one component uh, uh, in in ben, uh, in uh, both cases, and that's the the Linus client itself. Um, we extended it uh, so that it can do uh, data uploads, for example. It's something you would typically not use if you're using it uh, standalone because you're running it on well your single system and you would not have to upload uh, the data. But that's uh, an addition, so that is uh, also in the community version because it's all the same uh, yeah same code. Mm -hmm. 
And then, the, yeah, the, the second part is uh, really the web interface. And that's something we provide uh, software as a service, so uh, an online uh, service or as a self-hosted version for those companies with well, more strict uh, security uh, regulations and, and uh, internal policies on uh, uh, yeah, uh, sensitive data and where you can store uh, data. So the, those companies can uh, make the decision between an online service or a self-hosted version. I see. Oh, yeah, I, I would say that's a, that's a decent balance because um, the community also gets benefited with the standard versions if, uh, if an individual wants to use it. And an enterprise will have more, more broader visibility um, utilizing the same engine. So that's a, a nice approach that you picked up. Yeah, and uh, an additional uh, benefit for, for both is that because they are using the same code, uh, customers see that uh, the community is using the tool. So it's not something yeah, fake that you are running on your system where you do not understand what it does. And especially because it's a shell script, you can actually look into the code and understand it. Yeah. And it's also, yeah, more assurance for the community as well because now they know there's a company behind it so there are more resources to keep working on it. So, yeah, it's a win-win, uh, I guess, for, yeah. for both uh, yeah, parties. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, when, you, when you mentioned that, okay, you, you moved to start a new, new company uh, to focus more on Linux uh, and more about open source uh, tools, um, usually it's a less time or less spare time because you, you when you have your own company you're more responsible and you're more working probably your weekend was also in work uh, but I see a lot of more open source development from you even after you develop uh, even after you started your own company so how do you still manage a spare time beyond uh, Linus uh, improvement and also focusing on like a lot of other uh, open source project yeah, but that's a benefit from having uh, yeah one piece of code that is uh, working for both uh, uh, the commercial interest but also the community interest is uh, that my spare time and my work time is really mixed. So I can decide my own times and I can decide when I want to work on well whatever I want. Um, Obviously, um, yeah, you, you, you keep things in mind when you release, for example, the software. That's something normally I would do in the weekends because then I would yeah, be working on the tool. But when uh, founding the company, I decided, well, let's uh, do the releases within uh, the week itself because that gives also more visibility and that gives people also the time to test properly uh, yeah, before deployment. Uh, and especially if they have direct feedback on a release, uh, yeah, you get it uh, more instantly than uh, if you release things in the weekend. So my spare time is, uh, yeah, it, it depends a little bit on uh, on on the definition on what's uh, what's uh, spare time because uh, <laughs> I really like the work I'm doing now uh, and. Yeah, I'm working on a few different projects at the moment uh, uh, and I don't see that as work because I really enjoy it. So, <laughs> Yeah, something, so, yeah. That, something that most of uh, the security company wants to 
uh, learn is to actually see the world not just as world because it's a passion behind it and they they it's something like a hobby but you get paid for it <laughs> yeah yeah i see i see it as a paid hobby uh, uh yeah so and the, the passion should be there because if you don't have that then it's hard to uh, uh the, well then you can even without passion you can start something but maintaining it for a long time Correct. that's not that's not possible like with startup founders uh, themselves as well you see a lot of them after a few years that they quit simply because they thought something was interesting or they could earn a lot of money with it but then they found out well that particular subject or expertise they were in were not the things they really were passionate about and for me uh, because uh, the open source projects existed long before the company uh, I knew it was a good match uh, for me so yeah I see it as a paid uh, paid hobby yeah right absolutely um, yeah. um, so, so the the community. Uh, so there are two guys or two type of uh, guys normally uh, that consumes the open source tools. One of them um, usually look into the project, see the capabilities of it, and would like to actually contribute. And the other category want to just consume the project, so they want to actually utilize the project. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, what would be your suggestions or advice or rather comments to both of these kind of guys? Uh, you mean with uh, getting more of those types or? Um, not really. So, so when, when, we, uh, when we see an open source project, as a user, uh, I may not be uh, a coder myself, so I'm, I'm not very knowledgeable about like how to contribute back but uh, since the project is open source and is useful for prob- solving some of my problems in real work I'll probably download it and use it um, mm-hmm. the approach I'm thinking um, that uh, someone actually use the uh, tools because some you might have experienced this you get some pull request uh, with or some issues raised but which is like super 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 simple um, or maybe they have done some very silly mistakes um, when when executing the project or executing the tool on their machines uh, or mm-hmm. um, it may not be the problem in the code itself so they are just the users without knowing how the tool actually works um, yeah okay uh, yeah uh, and regarding that uh, there are some uh, uh, interesting things to mention uh, even if you are a normal user and you don't know how to code, you can still provide a lot of feedback. Uh, and that starts with asking questions. So if you start using a project and you cannot find everything you expected to find, uh, just sending an email to the, to the maintainer can be already useful by saying, hey, I cannot find this. Uh, yeah, I tried looking into, in the documentation, but uh, is it missing or did I overlook it? Uh, that might be good feedback. Uh, thing like I mentioned with uh, the grammar uh, issues. So if you are an, uh, a native uh, English speaker, uh, you might be able to help out a lot of projects um, for those who are the non-natives um, uh, by, by yeah, sharing any grammar mistakes or uh, improving uh, uh, documentation parts. Um, 
and yeah, you don't even have to create a pull request because if you don't know how to do that, you can still send a mail and say, hey, I found this part of the documentation. Yeah, and it's not uh, not complete or uh, uh, here's my tips uh, for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, very, very less yeah. uh, audience um, in open source tool user, um, they have an attitude of like learning from uh, open source tools because every open source tools I actually see um, that releasing recent times or maybe even when I started my career, a lot of open source projects. Um, and when we look at each of them, there is a ton of learning curve, um, not just how they actually code it, but how they actually how the tool actually works. Um, this is. Uh, do you think this is actually missing in these these days uh, in in community? Um, yeah, but I think it it has always been a problem. Uh, like um, just the way how you can use a tool in particular, and especially as a first time user, uh, it is hard. Even if you are technical like we are, then still it, 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 uh, some things don't make sense uh, and i actually gave a presentation recently about um, yeah uh, uh, improvements you can do within your open source projects to make things well, more user friendly and uh, it starts with the tips like uh, create a get started uh, yeah. document or a guide uh, because most of the open source projects I've seen still don't have that. So fortunately, they are well getting more and more projects that have something on their GitHub page and say, hey, if you want to run it, this is what you have to do. But still, I think there are many projects that can be improved uh, in this uh, particular area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think having a well-documented um, or maybe a git page or uh, yeah any sort of documentation uh, uh, would would actually help users a lot in terms of um, you know avoiding that gap of learning curve uh, using the tool with the learning curve or just using the tool um, with so much of confusion like should I run this way or that way um, yeah that that's absolutely I agree with you yeah and uh, maybe interesting, I'm working on a project now, it's called uh, linuxsecurity.expert, so it's a, a website. And what I found is there are many uh, useful websites with cheat sheets and one-liners and how-tos. Um, but what I see is the lacking of uh, continuous improvement on that as well and the maintenance of those. Uh, kind of thing. So you you find uh, some old uh, cheat sheet for uh, Nmap or for some other tool. And what we are trying to create with this new project is uh, uh, sort of a library for uh, security tools and uh, also open source tools in particular, with uh, many common flags, but also with many common. Uh, how-to activities, like how can you see what uh, files a particular user has opened and then the related commands with it and uh, also other suggestions for other commands that you may not even uh, know. Um, so, um, and, and that's the interesting about my work as well, that I can uh, make an impact by uh, resolving, well, my own frustrations, like 
having to Google each time the same thing over and over again, while I'm now creating that library uh, uh, where I know, okay, if I want to do this, I know that I did it before and that I can look it up uh, very easily. Oh. Usually, especially if you yeah, if you already know the commands, uh, but you don't know the flag or the option uh, that you were looking for, that you then can well click in a few times and say, ah, yes, that was it. Wow, that that's so. massive. That's that's really really massive, and it's going to help uh, a lot of people definitely. Yeah, and that's something I find interesting as well. Also. I learned a lot about promotion of open source uh, and what I try to do now is uh, getting more people uh, uh, with, uh, yeah, with the promotion of their tools. So one thing we also added to, the, to that uh, project um, is uh, an, uh, a list of uh, security tools, including a top 100 and that's uh, scored on uh, the quality of project. So if you do regular updates, you get sc scored higher. If you do uh, have uh, documentation, you get scored higher. If you have a proper license uh, selected, uh, you get scored higher. So it's a little bit of a search engine like Google, yeah. but then, yeah, but then a scoring mechanism to, uh, uh, yeah, to give uh, quality and open source projects a boost. And uh, with that project, for example, we uh, also uh, learned that many open source projects don't even have a license, especially the newer yeah. ones. True. So we create pull requests on GitHub uh, if uh, we find a new project, but we cannot find the license to ask, hey, thank you for this software, but what license is it to help others uh, think about these kind of things as well. And I must say, I, I like yeah, having a positive impact on uh, not just the code we create ourselves, but also projects of uh, others and uh, helping them promote it. Uh, so we have an, uh, a Twitter uh, account as well to um, uh, yeah to share uh, well the new tools we added, but also the existing ones, uh, including tagging the 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 author itself if uh, he or she is on uh, Twitter and uh, helping uh, yeah, with promotion that way as well. That's excellent. Um, uh, so so if, uh, if for an open source uh, tool author, if he wants to uh, add his project or you know nominate his project to the forum, uh, or can I call it as forum? Is it a forum or a, not really? No, it's not, it's not a forum. It's <laughs> yeah. a more in a, a database. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, the database of, of uh, entries. Yeah. Uh, so if someone uh, has an open source project and it's not listed and it, uh, um, and it is or a common open source project or it is uh, specifically for security because we focus on security, uh, then uh, yeah, just send us an email. Uh, in the future, we will create a nice form that you can submit it. But uh, for now, use uh, uh, an email and then uh, yeah, we will review it, or it might actually already be in the review queue. And then we uh, yeah, we will fill in the details like the license, uh, the last version, uh, the documentation uh, links, etc. So well, that yeah. that sounds very interesting. Yeah, 
And um, as I said, uh, we learn a lot of things about it as well, because you get to review other tools and you learn about, well, missing licenses. So, you know, oh, I cannot use this software if it does not have the, uh, the, the right license uh, in the first place. So, so asking uh, authors is, is a good way to learn about new people and about the authors behind those kind of tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also useful to uh, experiment with new software that you never used before because you get to find out uh, uh, well common mistakes that might be in your project as well. So for many reasons, this uh, yeah, this uh, this new website is uh, yeah very interesting and uh, yeah, it's uh, taking a lot of time to to implement things uh, as you can imagine, but uh, it's definitely worth it. And I think for the long term uh, usage uh, and also the knowledge sharing uh, in it. I think it uh, might have a, a positive impact uh, on the world. Definitely, definitely. It will definitely uh, impact a whole security community because that's something uh, people lack uh, in, you know, yeah, it, it's it's a, a bit more better these days, but yeah, these kind of uh, um, web platforms or a database with all tools and the related informations and how to reach out, or maybe the author information as well, so the user can actually reach out to the author to discuss about uh, their issues one-to-one as well. Um, these solutions are going to be uh, definitely massive. Yeah, and uh, and I think also that's a part of our community and especially the security community like myself, I never got the education in particular for security itself. I got the IT background, but yeah, yeah that, that's not the same. And what I learned is that the number of security professionals is limited. Uh, we are getting with more, uh, uh, but I see a lot of passionate people uh, in our field. And um, I learned that knowledge sharing is an important uh, part if you want to contribute something to uh, our field of expertise. Um, for that reason, uh, we also have a Twitter handle, which I maintain myself, uh, which is uh, infosec underscore CFP. Um, and that, um, that helps with sharing uh, open call for papers for security conferences uh, so that people can learn about, well, which ones are accepting any talks or presentations. But also for myself to see well what's what's going on uh, in in the field right now, just by doing these small well side projects, which obviously don't earn, earn <laughs> yeah. me any money, that they are just yeah it's, it's, it's a freebie I, I I like to do, uh, but at the same time they they have a very positive impact. So even if there's one person that discovered. A conference and got to get the chance to send in a submission and got accepted and get the chance to speak and learn new people that way then it's already worth it so because yeah. then yeah the accounts managed to link uh, people together and I think our uh, community can uh, definitely use uh, these kind of uh, uh, yeah smaller projects yeah and definitely. they don't take that much time either so yeah 
Yeah, it's it's something um, that very interesting to know that you know you solve one problem for yourself, and you think that the other person also might be somewhere like somebody might be also facing the same problems, and you just throw a code or a or a tool outside, and a lot of people actually use it. I personally use uh, Infosec uh, CFP Twitter handle. I follow that. I I had a notification alert on it. So every time there is a, a CFP notification happening, I get to know that okay, the CFP is out, out. Okay, okay. So that that's really really helpful. And did you get to submit that way and get <laughs> yeah. accepted? Yeah, yeah. So because initially when we when we know about like what uh, conferences are are upcoming, I had a time where I I actually missed a CFP. Then I realized that oops, the CFP is actually closed. Uh, then I was also looking for a solution where I can either a website to list out all the CFPs upcoming or what the best way to, you know, get alerts on CFPs instead of subscribing to each and every individual conference because there's so many. Um, so CFP, that's how I ended up using uh, Infosec CFP to the hand. Like I would highly recommend. I have seen a lot of other people in security community also uses it and they have uh, the Twitter alert uh, notification. So every time um, there is a tweet from uh, uh, Infosec CFP about a uh, new um, call for paper is up, uh, they get alerted. So that's a great way. Well, that's nice feedback and uh, <laughs> thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, we are um, uh, closing the uh, discussion. Um, yeah, I would like your uh, comments to people who want to get into open source tools um, to create new tools and people I've seen people actually a bit hesitant to write tools uh, because of various reasons in like they don't have time or they don't have uh, experience in coding they are not professional programmers uh, or they know how to read code but not write code uh, and whatnot there are so many reasons how not to write a code but uh, for any information security enthusiast um, what do you recommend if anybody want to get into uh, open source tool community I would say start small and start with, with, with easy things. Try to solve issues that you and your colleagues uh, might uh, have. And uh, development might be as simple as a shell script. Uh, as I shared, uh, Linus and also RK Hunter are simply shell scripts. You, you might not even imagine that if you see the tool, but uh, Sometimes it is, uh, yeah, it, it can be as simple as a, a, a few lines of uh, code uh, in the shell script. And um, yeah, start small, start uh, resolving those uh, uh, issues you have for yourself. And uh, I think if, uh, if there is a real need, then um, yeah, you will discover that easily enough and especially if you put it online or start sharing it with others and they say, okay, this is really nice. Uh, yeah. How can we install it? How can we use it? Then you know that you have something created that is uh, useful uh, yeah, for the, the community itself. Um, if people think, yeah, but I cannot code well enough. Well, I don't think that has to be a problem. Uh, you have to start somewhere and even after many years of uh, coding, I don't think um, uh, uh, most of the developers will call themselves a professional because they keep learning as well. They keep learning new languages or new ways of uh, optimizing things. 
So even if you think you cannot code well enough, I would say just give it a go and uh, and and well and ask others if you say I, I need a review or I need uh, tips. Uh, I would also recommend um, that you just do not uh, or not focus just on the code alone. So keep those usability aspects uh, in mind as well. Um, I got on my website, my personal website, uh, which is michaelbullet.com, I got a, a list of presentations uh, because every time I give a presentation, I put up the, the PDF uh, as well. And I got there some tips as well on how you can promote your tool or how you can uh, make it more user friendly. So that might be a useful resource uh, yeah, if you're starting out uh, as well. And uh, last but not least, uh, there are many other specialists in the field and sure, they might be busy, but like myself, if you send me an email and say, hey, I started this uh, small project, do you have a few tips uh, for me uh, on how to uh, promote it or how to get it uh, more visible? Then usually with a quick look, uh, I can and uh, most professionals can uh, yeah, give you already a few hints uh, uh, for that as well. So reach out to those people and uh, don't be shy to ask. Yeah. Uh, thank, thanks a lot, Michael. It's uh, worth uh, one hour time spent with you talking uh, so many things uh, about open source tools, uh, the development, the thought process and the challenges, of course. Um, uh, it's, it's a very, very nice experience for me. Well, thank you as well, and uh, happy to uh, be a contributor this way as well. Yeah. And I guess we uh, will together then set up uh, a few uh, additional links for in the in the show notes, so that you can uh, add people uh, or give people the, an easy way uh, there as well. Yes, definitely, so. definitely.